Today on the Story Geeks Podcast, we're talking Star Wars again. A friend of mine, Michael Biondo, which by the way, if you need a real estate agent in San Diego, call him. Mike has never seen Star Wars. I don't know what happened in his life, but he has never seen Star Wars until now. So what's it like to watch Star Wars for the first time? We're about to find out. I'm Jay Shear, co-author of Death of a Bounty Hunter, a weird western that was a semi-finalist in ScreenCraft's cinematic book competition. And you're listening to the Story Geeks podcast, which is produced by the Reclamation Society. Let's get into it. Watching Star Wars for the first time. Welcome to the show, Mike. Are you ready to talk Star Wars? Let's do it. <laughs> we should have a lot of fun. Mike and I actually watched uh, A New Hope together, so it was kind of fun to watch uh, Star Wars with somebody for the first time. You don't get to do that very often in the modern day, um, and it really sets up this whole this whole conversation. Now, Star Wars came out in 1977 and became a worldwide phenomenon. George Lucas finished the original trilogy in 1983. He went on to release a series of prequels almost 20 years later, and then Disney purchased Lucasfilm and the rights to Star Wars in 2012 and has released the sequel trilogy, Rogue One and Solo, not to mention uh, some of their TV properties that are coming out, like The Mandalorian. Um, and there's more films to come, and many of the actors and actresses starring in these films have become superstars, merchandise sales have become insane, the percentage of people who own Star Wars paraphernalia is insanely high, there are even fan films, which I've made, parodies, and even theme park lands dedicated to the world George Lucas created, but Mike Biondo never watched any of those movies. So how come, Mike? How... Why have you decided to be such a rebel for all of these years and not watch Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I think I missed the the boat. I mm. think I was born after it came out. The original one came out. And I was born after that, but I was born before the other ones came out. And so I was kind of like in that weird time. That weird middle ground. Yes. Yeah, because I was born in 81. What year were you born? 85. 85. So all three movies had all come out because like for example i was two years old when return of the jedi came out right the third one mm -hmm. um so a star wars movie was released during my early lifetime which it had already been released but so so i think that and, and were your was your family into star wars at all no not really my yeah. my we weren't, really, we weren't really even into movies much so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah yeah well that makes it a lot harder right like if your family's not into movies then that's going to change your perception of things um so you and your family definitely grew up making all the wrong choices. <laughs> I'm teasing Mike a lot because he's a really good friend of mine. So just know that going in. I'm going to tease him a little bit. But see, that's okay. Uh, you're on the right track now. We watched Star Wars A New Hope together, like I mentioned. Um, but let's start before that. You grew up in an environment where most people had already seen Star Wars, but you hadn't. So what was that like? Because Star Wars is so widely known and quoted and loved... What's it like not really knowing about it? Well, I kind of caught on to the, the general quotes, or I understood, mm -hmm. you know, that I, I understood that Yoda would say things backwards. <laughs> I didn't right. know who Yoda was. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> or much about him. But, you know, I, I, I understood that, you know. Yeah. But the backstory or, or knowing why things are quoted the way they are, I, I didn't know that. So let me ask you this question. Because of that, did you encounter people talking about it or using the quotes or bringing it up like fairly often? 
Not really. Oh, and if they did, I always keep it super surface level. Yeah. So I wouldn't expose my secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you kind of, you you basically just never really fully engaged with it, even if you were presented with it. Yeah. Interesting. And earlier before meeting you, it yeah. really wasn't on my radar to even watch it. It just wasn't something I considered. And then, yeah. you know, I met... Jay the Geek. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what's so interesting is because, so my, my friends, um, shout out to uh, Josh Taylor and Dale Wendland because they did a, did a series, Dale mainly did the series where he interviewed somebody who was, a, who was actually like a film student who had never seen Star Wars. And they called it Discovering Star Wars. You can go listen to it. I, I think it's still out there. Just search for Discovering Star Wars. Um, I think probably if you search for Network 1901, it's on there, but I'm not positive about that. But anyway, shout out to them because they're friends of mine. Um, and it's so interesting because, at, like, for me, I'm like, I've known Star Wars forever. Like, Star Wars has always been a part of everything I've done to the point where, you know, we had um, uh, Mark Hamill, who stars as Luke Skywalker, mm -hmm. responded to one of the Story Geeks tweets about him that where we tagged him in it. And just by him doing that, so this is a crazy, this is a crazy story. This is how like the Star Wars community is different than like you're entering into a community that's different <laughs> than what you've seen before, right? So Mark Hamill responds to, or responds to our tweet. When he did that, I had a neighbor that literally lived right next door to me that I had never spoken to before. Because Mark Hamill responded to our tweet. She started listening to our podcast. We didn't even know that our next door neighbor was listening to our podcast until uh, that they made the connection that like the guy who produces that podcast like literally lives right next to me, right? Like so, <laughs> which is crazy. That's like a crazy thing to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of like the Star Wars community. So that, now you're getting involved in this ridiculous community that does all these crazy things. Um, so my, here's my last setup question. We'll talk about the movie some more, but this is my last setup question before we dive into that film specifically. And by the way, we're going to do this as a series. Um, this is going to be, I mean, we're, Mike and I are in the same room right now, which is cool. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> I love podcasting in the same room. But um, probably for the next set of them, maybe we get a chance to be in the same room for Empire Strikes Back. But for a lot of these, we'll just do them remotely, right? Mm -hmm. um, so... Because Star Wars is so popular, I'm assuming that you had to experience spoilers. I mean, you already talked about Yoda, and you know he talks backwards, right? <laughs> um, even though you don't know who he is. So, before we watched A New Hope, what did you know about Star Wars, besides Yoda, <laughs> even though you had not actually seen it? I knew um, the line, Luke, I am your father, yeah. from Darth Vader. Yeah. I didn't know who Darth Vader really was, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I knew right. that and stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I knew stuff like that, which made, you know, watching the the first show with you, not as edge of the seat of your pants, right. Kind of thing. I kind of knew what the story was set up, right. You know already, um, and then I also did see Spaceballs oh, yeah, before yeah. too, so I knew, <laughs> I, I I knew some of the spoilers from that but i didn't yeah. know how they related to the movie or how they were even funny because yeah. they're spinoffs so so do you find Spaceballs funnier now that you've seen i want to see it again now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly because i mean that that whole film is basically just an entire parody yeah. of star wars yeah yeah it really interesting and watching um, star wars 
now I recall memories of Spaceballs going, oh, that's why that's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, cool. Then let's let's uh, get into the movie a little bit in more depth because now we've got kind of a cultural understanding of, yeah, culture has basically spoiled Star Wars to some degree mm-hmm. for everyone who hasn't seen it. Unless you're like completely, you know. <laughs> Under a rock. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody knows Star Wars, especially in the U.S., um, so then you come to me and you say, Jay, I've got a confession. I still want to be friends with you, but I've never seen Star Wars. And I go, okay, let's watch it together. So we did, we watched a new hope. Um, and before I get into the specifics of a new hope, I'm just wondering, like for somebody who watches a new hope this much later past it's, it's, it's time that it's been released. What do you give a new hope? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being like the worst movie you've ever seen, and 10 being The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. What does that even mean? But what do you give, what do you, would you say? What would you say? Like the, it, 10 is the best, 1 is the worst. Where does, where does A New Hope fit? As far as the storyline or as far as the... As far as everything, just collectively. Um, I would probably, don't hate me, I'd probably give it like a 6 or 7. Okay, okay. Like maybe 5, 6 or 7, not... Yeah. Not the best movie I saw, but, you know, it was interesting to see kind of the backstory where everyone's talking about. And, yeah. You know. So you I mean, liked it, but it wasn't revolutionary for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was watching the pilot or the first episode of like a eight series. Right. Or ten series thing on, on Netflix or something like that. Right. Because I kind of finished it like, yeah, that was good, but I want to know what happens next. Yes, 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 yes. So this is what's so this is a good segue into the next question I have for you because most Star Wars fans, not all of them, but a lot of them, they grew up with Star Wars, like me. Like mm-hmm. my dad introduced me to Star Wars when I was really young, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to watch Star Wars?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Like, so, and then I and then I fell in love with it as a kid because um, I I watched Star Wars originally. So you're watching Star Wars for the first time in 2021. I watched Star Wars for the first time like in the late 80s. I mean, so we're, I mean, like, there's like so yeah. many years in between then. Um, you're watching A New Hope 44 years after it was released wow. in, in theaters, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's an insane amount of time. <laughs> um, I think if you were to go back to when Star Wars was released, and you, I mean, if you go 44 years back from 1977, you're in 1933. You're pre World War II. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the difference in time that we're experiencing. Well, what's another movie from the 70s that has held up? Like oh. Star Wars. Well, there's very few because a yeah. lot of the movies in the 70s have not held up at yeah. all. You yeah. Know, like if you actually, if you go and you listen to some uh, podcasts that like Taran- Quentin Tarantino, like love 60s and 70s films. And every time he starts talking about them, I'm like, I've never heard of these films because like <laughs> yeah. they've almost been lost to yeah. history, you know, like yeah. only the most famous ones from that decade are still yeah. out there. So it's a really good point. I mean, like it's just, this is a cultural phenomenon that when you watch it 44 years later, your perception is going to be different. And this is what I want to ask you about. This is what I want to get into it. Um, I'm used to seeing the older practical effects, the odd dialogue <laughs> choices, and everything else that's quirky about Star Wars. Like, I'm accustomed to it. I've adapted to it. And I've grown to love it based on it being weird. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. it just is. It just is what it is. But when you watch it for the first time four decades after it was released, 
what's odd about it? What feels off about it? What doesn't quite feel like you feels like you're watching an old movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm watching an old movie. The weird part is that I would expect that feeling to come with nostalgia yeah. of me remembering watching this when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I, I think back to like uh, Back to the Future, which yes. I love. Oh, and it's like, excellent movie. I expect. Though, granted, that was in the 80s, I think, right. or the 80s, 90s. Yep, yep. Um, granted, I expe- uh, I watched that going, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time when I was a kid. Or yeah. And this is, no, this is brand new to me. <laughs> so <it's laughs> right, like, exactly. So, so what are some of those things that stand out to you as being like, oh, like, in other words, in other words, I'll give you an example. When I see the Death Star... It's not like impressive looking. It, yeah. I mean, it's semi impressive looking because yeah. they did a lot of cool stuff with models. Yeah. But it's not the same as seeing like some new films, like, yeah. like even Avatar, which is a movie that I don't even like. I don't even yeah. like Avatar. Yeah. But I can admit that the special effects are like pretty amazing. And now those are getting old, by the way. Well, even back in the day, too, like Independence Day. Yes. With Will Smith, where the spaceship comes over. Yes. There, that's like a little scary. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so as a kid, when you see those things, you go, that's amazing. And as an adult, you don't think, like like you said, nostalgia has like a veil over your eyes where yeah. you go like, it's still intimidating to me. But if I were to put myself in your shoes and go like, is that even intimidating at all yeah like, like so what, what are some of those things that you see that and that's like, that's eh. by the way that's why i kind of rated it more of a six yeah. versus a ten um like the 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 fighting scenes or the gunshots or the right. um, the the space um spaceship lasers and yeah, you know stuff yeah. like that where it just kind of is, is funny and um you know people you know it's just it's not bad acting but it's kind of you know it's almost like if someone took an amateur photographer or amateur filmmaker now yeah it's like that's the same quality technology i feel yeah as and it was or maybe there's even better technology for amateurs now you know yeah it's true yeah it's true i mean the, the things that they were doing i mean let's just put it this way right now, any special effects you see, not not all special effects, and you'll see this as we go through all the different movies. Like, yeah, the, a lot of it becomes CG, yeah. computer computer graphics imagery, CGI. But in in this film, I mean, you, now the version you saw. So everyone out there who's listening, the real Star Wars geeks, will care which version you saw, right? Yeah, and you saw um, the version that's on Disney Plus. Which is not the original version because George Lucas has updated them several mm-hmm. times. So w- while we were watching, I would say things to you like, oh, well, he added that later. That wasn't in the original <laughs> one, right? Um, and so you saw one that was probably one of the re- re-releases, which I would say probably was in the late 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but he couldn't go back and, and change like some of the models. So some of the models are fantastic. The yeah. early model when the Star Destroyer comes on screen for the first time, that's pretty epic uh-huh. right but to your point like um even even when i see darth vader darth vader is scary for a kid yes but darth vader isn't necessarily compared to some of the villains that we've seen in the modern day he's not necessarily as scary as some of those yeah. other villains that we are now now they're cg so they're huge in their they're crazy. Or, or it's almost like if you took the Batman series and took the Joker yeah. from 
you know, back in the 70s or 80s yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then compare him to Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger's yes. Joker now, the scary, it's the same character, but the scariness is off the charts. It's a different level yes, of scariness, yes. yeah. So what are some of those other things? Like, the, So you've got the, the gunshots, some of the special effects. Anything else? Like, you know, the the hair and the, the kind of, even yeah. the acting is a little like... Yeah, you know, uh, for instance, like when we uh, when we start, we're introduced to Luke Skywalker, and he's <laughs> with his aunt and uncle, I think. Yeah. And, and he's he's not the Luke Skywalker I thought right. he was gonna be. Right, I was expecting this this big hero like Superman kind of thing, <laughs> and he was like Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, and actually, so one of the things I didn't tell you while we were watching the movie. Um, is that because just because I wanted you to be able to experience? I told you a lot of things about the making of the movie, uh-huh. but one of the things I didn't t- talk about very much was that George Lucas was, and this is somewhat revolutionary for George Lucas's time as well, was that he was very interested in creating a story based on what's called the hero's journey, which you've probably uh-huh. heard of, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the conceptual framework put together by um, Joseph Campbell. He, he, he said, what does the hero's journey normally look like? The hero's journey sort of replicates a coming-of-age tale. Yeah. Um, it's particularly masculine, though I don't know that it necessarily excludes females. But I've even had conversations with, with people about whether or not the hero's journey changes if you're female versus if you're male. Oh. Which is a whole separate conversation that we're not having here. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you see Luke is not like Superman. He's like a little kid. You yeah. Know, like he's like, yeah. I mean, he's not obviously a little kid, but he's, he's much more childlike and like teenage yes, than you might've imagined otherwise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's different. But now w- one of the things that I noticed when I watched it with somebody who, like when I watched Star Wars with other people who have seen Star Wars, like my wife has seen Star like Wars. the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like anyone else, basically. <laughs> Anyone else besides Mike Biondo? Um, <laughs> when I watch Star Wars, like it doesn't occur to me to think of some of the things as being cheesy until I'm watching with you. Because then I'm like, oh yeah, I mean like, like for example, when when there's the opening scene where you see Darth Vader and you've got all the Rebel Alliance troops along this corridor mm-hmm. and they're you know they're 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 putting they're they're basically drilling a hole in the wall for like they're cutting a yeah. hole out of the wall and then in comes the in comes the stormtroopers and you can kind of tell that like they're kind of clunky like that they can't <laughs> see real well you know like and even the rebel alliance guys are like obviously George Lucas told them like oh you just got hit by a blaster bolt so act yeah. like you got hit by something right. even though there's nothing there right like yeah. it's going to be an effect later yeah. on <laughs> yeah. um, and they're like oh they got me and he like falls over <laughs> and he's like so it's all, uh, all those things like I see them when I was when you're a kid you don't see those things you don't see that kind of acting or that kind of like um because it's a little bit more grandiose than normal. It's a little bit more like, it's like overacting almost. Yes, yes, um, yes. And then you see it as an, but you don't see it as an adult until you watch it with someone who doesn't know yeah. what's going to happen later. Because you're like, oh yeah, that is a little. So I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm always wondering like, how did you experience that? Like, how was that? Was it? Was there any part of the movie where you thought to yourself like, okay, um, I'm. Did you have to tell yourself that you were going to put up with the cheesiness or and just enjoy it? Or did you kind of feel like, ah, oh, the cheesiness is something I can't get out of my head? It was expected. Okay, I knew okay, it was okay. going to be there. I knew it was going to not be the, the, the you know, brand new Transformers <laughs> movie or whatever it is. I knew it was going to be kind of more of, a, more of a 
nostalgic yeah. kind of hat off to the 70s type <laughs> thing. So right, right. I wasn't expecting anything more. And and the worst part, parts that kind of surprised me and how, I didn't say how bad they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, when they're running down the hallways, yes. it seems like they could be, like, at an A1 storage place or, you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> right, or right, something, right. you know, some, you know, uh, B set, you know, in Hollywood or something like that. So Yeah, that actually, that's a really good point because, and what, that, that's what's really amazing about, um, I think that there's something to be said for, if you go back and you look at, some of the things that they were actually doing that were really innovative at the time. Yeah. But it's harder it's harder to appreciate it when you don't look back on it and go like like nowadays we kind of know how they did some of the things. Um but even when you hear about how they got to some of the places that they got to even in 1977, it was pretty remarkable. Like yeah. when you listen to how they recorded sound. I mean like some of the sounds that they're using uh are Really, like, how did they ever think that that sound was going to be cool? And they put it to the to the starship, and it sounds amazing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like so things like that. I think were really really cool. But it, it is it is interesting to to view them through a different lens because we've gotten so far. Yeah, that they're using. I mean, let's put it this way. Besides the fact that George Lucas updated the films and and, and put some um, computer graphics in them. Those were all practical. No, There's no digital effects. They didn't yeah. do anything digitally at that all. That was you know? what was done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really crazy. It's almost like if you look at a car from the 70s yes. and a car from now, yeah. 2021, you, you know, you can still appreciate the car from the 70s, but you're not going to have the Bluetooth. You're not going to have the backup cameras. You're not going to have the... Exactly. Know? So good for you for being able to kind of step back and like have expectations <laughs> yeah. about it. Because if, if, if you didn't adjust your expectations, you could be pretty disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just really quickly, uh, just as a quick mid-roll break, um, want to let you guys know how to support the Story Geeks. The first way to support the Story Geeks is actually to purchase my book, my book that I co-wrote with Nathan Sheck, Death of a Bounty Hunter. If you like dark fantasy, western, steampunk mashups, I'm confident you'll like Death of a Bounty Hunter. It was published by the Reclamation Society, the nonprofit company behind the Story Geeks podcast. So all the proceeds from the book help us produce this show as well. Learn more at deathofabountyhunter.com. The second way to support the show is to join our Patreon community. All of those proceeds also go to our nonprofit, and we use those funds to produce all of our content, including this podcast. Learn more about that at thestorygeeks.com. And finally, if you can't spare a dime, don't worry. Join the Story Geeks Facebook group. It's totally free, and you can interact with us there. Just search for the Story Geeks on Facebook, and you'll find it. And if you join or you're already a member, feel free to ask Mike some questions and I will pass them along to him <laughs> during these episodes. Again, those options are purchase our novel, Death of a Bounty Hunter, support us on Patreon, or join the Story Geeks Facebook group. Let's talk some more about Star Wars, though. Um, since, this, since this channel, the Story Geeks, is all about storytelling... What did you expect A New Hope to be about? And then what surprised you about what it was actually about? The story. I don't know that I had any expectations of what A New Hope was going to be about. Ah. Um, I don't know that I I, I even um, had any expectations as to where they're going to go. Because... Ah. Uh, 
part of it was that there's so many episodes out or yeah. movies or whatever the terminology is. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So many out that I and I know that they came out in different chronological orders. Yes. And so I really was like, just let me sit down and watch this, see what happens. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, I know there's controversy as far as what order is first and, you know, and, yeah. and um, thanks to Jay, I followed his, you know, <laughs> his yeah. uh, recommendations, but I had no idea where we were starting in the story or right. anything like that. Right. So. Yeah. That, that is, that is uh, a little bit of a trick about where you start and where you should start, um, which is a good segue. Cause let's just, let's get into that a little bit. I'm glad you didn't have any expectations because, you know, it'd all be new for you. Besides yeah. what's been spoiled <laughs> in general yeah. in the public anyways. Um, so if you go back into our uh, into our depth of shows, you can look for a show that we did about our recommended Star Wars watch order. There's a bunch of different watch orders out there. We talk about all of them on that show. Um, Albie Madrigal from uh, the No Midnight Media group of podcasts and Dale Wentland, who I mentioned earlier, who used to be with Network, 19, uh, Network 1901, um, they joined Daryl and I for that show to talk about like how should you watch Star Wars. Um, for that show, I did my own analysis and came up with what I recommend as the order to watch them in. And that is the order that we are currently watching them in with Mike. So let me just explain what that is um, for the people out there uh, so that they know if they want to watch along with us, by the way, you can do that. <laughs> like you can know that like we just watched a new hope and the watch order that we're going to use. I call it the eras order because we're going to watch them in the various eras that they're coming out, um, which is a little different because it's not chronological nor is it um, nor is it uh, time based, meaning like you watch the uh, not chronologically on in the Star Wars world, but chronologically in the real world. Like those are the two options that most people talk about. Mm -hmm. The era's order kind of breaks it up a little bit. So the era's order is trying to take what era the movies came out in and watch them together, but without ruining any of the major plot points that occur in the film that could cause you to have spoilers mm -hmm. as you watch. So what we're doing is we're watching four, five, six. So a new hope empire strikes back return of the Jedi. Um, then we're going to watch uh, two of the newer films, which occur in that same era, which is rogue one and solo. I think we're going to watch solo first and then rogue one, but I'll have to check my list to see which one's first. Actually, it might be a, it might be Rogue One than than Solo. I don't, I'm not sure. One of those two. We're gonna, we'll let you know as we go along. Um, then we then go back into the prequels era, which is one, two, three. So Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, oh, here, Mike pulled just pulled it up for me. Yeah, so we watched Solo then Rogue One, and I might change the order on that. I don't remember why I put Solo first. I think oh yeah, Def, Solo is definitely first. Sorry. So yeah, Return of the Jedi then Solo then Rogue One. Then I, then I said the prequel trilogy, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith. And then we go into the sequel trilogy, and we just take those in order. Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, um, followed by uh, the... Uh, what's the last film called? I always forget what the last film's called. Um, the Last Jedi, and then uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So we're, we'll, go, we'll go into those as well. And then finally... 
Then we'll take Mike into the Mandalorian. We might not do any shows on that because that's like a lot. <laughs> but but just so you, everybody out there knows, and so Mike knows, the Mandalorian is actually my favorite thing that Star Wars has ever produced. So yeah. I love the Mandalorian. Um, but see, yeah, so the, good good that you brought up the what order we're watching them in. That is the order we're watching them in. It's called the Era's Order, and it's literally original to the Story Geeks podcast. Like we came up with it. <laughs> if you hear it anywhere else, it, they heard it here first. Um, okay, so here's a, here's the next question I got for you. You entered the story, clean slate. Um, now that you've seen it, what would you describe that A New Hope is actually about? Like, if you said, like, A New Hope to me is about this, what is it? Mm. It seems to me that he's, uh, George Lucas, mm-hmm. is setting up the storyline for this cast of characters to go through different obstacles or journeys or whatever uh, because I feel like it's the time that um, R2-D2 and C-3-P-O P-O, yes. yeah. it's the time that those those two kind of get in with Luke Skywalker uh, we meet Han Solo we meet the Jedi dude what was his name? Obi-Wan Kenobi Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi dude is yeah. acceptable yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like all these kind of characters start to you know, unite yeah. and come together and uh, Leia and, yep. you know, the um, their adversary, the Death Star, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Darth Vader, you know. Yep. So they all kind of come together. So that's kind of what I would say is it's almost like a foundation for what's to come. What I'm expecting is what's to come in the next movies, which is what I'm talking about being like the pilot of a series. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you think, like, what do you, what would you say, like, uh, if you were to say philosophically speaking, it's like a setup movie, Mm -hmm. but what's it, is it saying anything about the world? Is it trying to present us with anything about the world? Does it have anything, anything interesting to say culturally, philosophically? That's deep. I know, I know, I know. And by the way, I did not prep Mike with any of the questions. So, So just know that I'm springing them on him right now. Um, I, uh. Well, I think there's a coming of age. We talked about that a yeah. little bit about Luke Skywalker right. kind of, you know, going from almost like an adolescent to an adult and, yeah. you know, stepping up. Um, so I think there's that. And then I, I, I did notice, and we kind of chat a little bit about this, yeah. that you're a little unsure of who the bad guy is and who the good guy is mm. or um, is the bad guy always bad? Is the good guy always good? Uh. You know, uh, um it seems like the bad guys are doing what they're doing because they believe they're doing what's right. Ah. And, you know, like Darth Vader and his whole hierarchy and regime or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they're, they're doing what they think is needs to be done. Yeah. And Luke's saying, no, it's not, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. not okay. And it's interesting. Cause we talked about this while we were watching the film. It's interesting because Luke starts out the film thinking that he might actually go into the Imperial Academy. Yeah. And then completely switches gears and joins the Rebellion, right? Yeah. So he kind of like is, it's almost kind of like, um, and even in the in the, in the the initial scroll, right, where we see mm-hmm. like the, here's what this movie's about, <laughs> it's right? It's very iconic. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, the evil empire and all this stuff. And you're, and you're kind of like, well, they just called it the evil empire, but like Luke is thinking about joining it? Like, I don't understand, like, so so it's interesting that the world feels a little bit more lived in and a little bit more gray 
even then they're telling you it is, yeah. right? It's like well, so the term you use the acad was the academy something. Yeah, the academy, the Imperial Academy. The Imperial Academy makes us sound good. Yeah, like I want to do that. Yeah, and <laughs> right, the right. rebellion. It's like no, I don't want that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But in actuality, uh, so the words they assign aren't necessarily indicative of what the initial thought of both parties are. Yeah, in my mind. Now, what's interesting about it, too, is that they, they definitely set it up as, like, um, to your point, like, the imperial, uh, the, the empire. So, the imperial empire is a synonym. Like, the mm-hmm. empire mm-hmm. are imperials, right? They, um, they're definitely doing what they think is right. Um, and yet, we get the feel that, we get the feeling that they are, um, uh, what word do I want to use? That they have... Uh, a pretty harsh agenda, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they kind of do what they want to do. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's some level of tyranny. Yeah, even yeah. if they're trying to bring about whatever they're trying to bring about, yeah. there's some level of tyranny there. That's like, I mean, these guys wear masks, like they, you know what I mean? Right, like they right. threaten, they threaten the imperial senate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, they well, they blow up an entire planet, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, if you're not going to tell us where the hidden base is, we're going to blow up a planet. Right. But part of that is just to just to tell people that we're bad. Well, it's um, kind of like your book, Time Slingers. Uh, how you don't know who is good and bad, or right and yeah, wrong. Yeah, or, yeah. You Why know, are these people doing this? Which one to root for? Because you can see both sides. Interesting, interesting. Well, that's what... Okay, so thank you for the plug, by the way. Um, <laughs> Time Slinger's available on Amazon. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the interesting thing, too, is that... The interesting thing that you're picking up on there is that despite the fact... And this happens to a lot of writers, I think. It happens to me all the time. Despite the fact that George Lucas is telling you that one side is evil in the scroll... It's clear that he has sympathy towards all of his characters. Yeah. Even the ones that are you're th- supposed to think, like, maybe these are bad guys, and they're blowing yeah. up planets, and they're doing some bad things. He still has reasons why they're doing them. And, yeah. he's, and you go, wait a minute, are the, is the Rebellion actually a bunch of terrorists? Right? Like, yeah. It could yeah. be. Yeah. It could be. Um, and so, that's, I don't know, that's just kind of an interesting thing. Um, so, let me ask you this question, then. This is about we're starting off a journey, which is fascinating. You say that too, by the way, because it is. That's very true. But what's so fascinating about that is that George Lucas didn't necessarily have it all planned out. Like he obviously it was called four, five, and six. Like he, yeah. he kind of knew that going yeah. in. Like and, he, and 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 by the way, this movie was not originally called Episode Four: um, A New Hope. It was originally just called Star Wars. Okay. And they changed that over time. Okay. Um, but what's so fascinating about that is that clearly, like, he had a backstory, which he then turned into some other movies. Yeah. But he also did not necessarily know that he was going to get to make a second and a third film. Wow. So he made the first one thinking, like, I don't know if there's ever going to be another one. But if, you know, like, so, and, and, and we may or may not see some implications of that later on down the road. If, if, <laughs> if that was the only movie there was, I would not have liked that. Really? Because <laughs> I feel like enough. it just was a big setup yeah. with a little bit of a storyline, a little right. bit of closure yeah. at the end of the movie. But the majority of it was a setup trying to introduce these characters. Ooh. And to where they're gonna go? Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how a person. So if you're out there and you saw Star Wars in the theater, you saw you saw A New Hope in the theater. Let us know what that was like coming out of the theater. If you felt like, well, I better get a sequel. Right. I mean, like, so Darth Vader is just spinning off into oblivion. Right? Yeah, like he, like he, it never shows him die at yeah. the end, right? Yeah. Um, the Death Star is clearly gone. Like that's yeah. obliterated yeah. by the yeah. end. But yeah, the, the threat of the Empire is not like gone, 
right? Like, that's well, not no. extinguished. I feel like they're just getting their band together. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it almost feels like it begs for there to be sequels. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, like, what... Because, like, you and I know for a fact that there are sequels. And I don't know if that's... Um, Influencing me, yeah, in this. it might be. Uh-huh. It might be influencing you yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but but all of anybody who's under age forty, and for a lot of people who are a little bit even older than that, they all knew that there were sequels. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, um, like by the time I started watching Star Wars, I think I was probably about five or six years old. I knew that there were sequels because mm-hmm. I knew that there were other movies that had come out. Yeah. Um. So it'd be interesting to know if you didn't know there were going to be sequels, what did you feel like at the end yeah. of that film? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, were yeah. you like? Well, it's cool, but like I gotta see more of right? this. I mean, in the seventies, <clears throat> sequels were not even a popular thing yet. Yeah, there had not been a lot of besides like besides like uh, the James Bond movies, right? Which yeah. they had made a bunch of. But James Bond is not inherently like sequel, sequel. Those sequel. weren't. Those were just as yeah. Exactly, yeah. they were just like here's another film with the same characters, right? You know, now, I'm not saying that there had never been sequels, obviously. But they were. It was much more likely that you would have a character in different movies, like James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other examples of that, but not a lot of like, hey, we're creating a trilogy that fits together, one movie yeah. to the next movie yeah. to the next movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, so, is someone watching this now? After so many people have already found it and fallen in love with it, why do you think people love it so much? Like, why would people go... Because you could stop right now. Like, right? Like, if, if there were yeah. no pressure yeah. for you to keep watching, you could be like, nah, I'm out, man. It was, a, it was a five or a six out of ten. It was real. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need to see the next one. But so so why do you think people fell in love with this movie? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think they probably... Part of me wants to say it's almost like a cult classic. Yeah. Where it's, you know, you're not watching it for the the music. Well, the music is great, by the way. Yeah. But, you know, but you're not watching it for the special effects or for the story character development or whatever, you know. Right. It's just like a nostalgic, like, a, mm. you know, I, that, that's what part of me wants to say is that. Um, and then part of me, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I almost, know. <laughs> I wonder, let me run this by you and see if you resonate with it. I almost wonder if for those of us who saw it when we were younger... Mm-hmm. And because it is a coming of age journey, yeah, I almost wonder if we, by definition, as an audience, fall into the hero's journey because we're actually experiencing it, or we know we're going to experience yeah. it over time. Yeah. Whereas, like with you, you're coming in going like, "Well, I already, I'm, uh, you and I are middle aged, yeah, right." Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and so, so for for middle aged people watching it for the first time, it might be like. Yeah, I've been through that journey. Yeah. It's not as exciting. I have, my, <laughs> I have my career, my house, my kid. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to join the rebellion. <laughs> I kind of like the empire because they have a lot of rules. <laughs> I'm doing pretty I'm well. A, I'm a structured guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have a good job on the Death Star. <laughs> I don't wonder what the retirement plan's like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think that's kind of funny. But um, okay, so now I have some. Uh, we're getting near the end of this. I, so we've gone through this pretty quickly, which is nice. Um, but I have some lightning round questions for Uh-oh, you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to answer them quickly, but I'm gonna kind of just go. We're gonna go through them pretty fast. Yeah. You don't need to give me a lot of information unless you want to. Um, who's your favorite character? Um, the Jedi dude. 
Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. He's he's a he's a, a bad. What, what what about him do you like? Um, I like that he is uh, kind of like the Mister Miyagi ah. character. Kind of like the, the 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 quiet. I'm not gonna do anything unless I have to. Like yeah. let them beat themselves up and then I'll come in and you know <laughs> finish them <laughs> yeah. off or something. Like he's not you know. Um, Luke Skywalker's kind of kind of almost annoying. Oh, sure, sure. He's kind of um, whiny and complaining, <laughs> and you know, like still trying to find his own little place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Obi Wan's like been through, yeah, you know the the whole journey already. It's yeah, it's like yeah. So he's almost like the advisor or the mentor. Yeah, so I kind of like that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now, what did you think about how he how he I don't know if dies is the right word, but vanishes from humanity in that film. Remind me of how he does that again. Remember, uh, he he faces off against Darth Vader as they're trying to escape, mm. um, and then Darth Vader just like sli- like he puts his sword, he puts his lightsaber, yeah. up and like Darth just slices him in half. I think um, that was very um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, Self-sacrificing, yeah. Obviously, you know. So like, it was intriguing. It was endearing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think he knew like that what he was doing was for like the greater purpose. Yeah. To let you know everything, everyone else go, or you know, or, yeah. or whatever, and and almost sacrificing. So yeah, you know, which which I think is in line with his character. I don't know that I'd say Luke Skywalker would do that same thing in this movie at his point in life. Ooh, yeah. You know? Really interesting. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I like that. I like that insight. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. this I'm going to break the lightning round questions for, for a second because um, there is a constant conflict between people who do not believe in the Force versus people who do believe in the Force in this film, right? Mm-hmm. So you got... So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, early on in the film, we see... Uh, I can't remember his name. I should know this off the top of my head, but I think his name is... He's what kind of geek the, are you? He's one of the admirals. I know, I know. <laughs> I think he's... It's either Admiral Piet or or Priet or... Um, I don't know. Maybe it's one of the other guys. But he says... Uh, your devotion to that ancient religion is no match for the power of this Death Star, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing a bit there, but that's basically what he says to Vader. And then Vader, like, literally chokes him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, so you kind of see the difference between, like, well, then Darth Vader is, like, devoted to some ancient religion, whereas this guy is, like, a technologist who's, like, you know, uh-huh. does it, maybe that doesn't even exist, although he's being choked by it seconds later. Right. But then you have, later on, you have Ben Kenobi, who you've identified as one of your favorites, uh-huh. who's trying to teach Luke the ways of this, whatever, this force thing. Yeah. And, and yet you have Han Solo... Who's saying, my favorite character, by the way, um, <laughs> who's saying, like, hey, like, it's a bunch of tricks and nonsense, right? right? Like, and so, so as you, as you think about that, um, was, was that, is that intriguing to you? Does it present any sort of, um, basis in reality is it something interesting to think about well like well, how do you feel about that well i don't know what the force is yet uh, i don't really even understand what this ancient religion or whatever this this mind telepathic thing is right. or you know right it, it intrigues me to find out more right because obviously it can be used for good or evil or however you right. interpret it you know and the fact that 
um, Obi-Wan Kenobi would, would like, like, um, tell the guard, yeah. let them through, and the guard, okay, go ahead, you know? Right, like, right, right, right. Whoa, how'd he do that, you yeah. know? Like, what was <laughs> right, that? right, 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 right. Using the can, force to deceive people, right? right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and so um, I don't even know what it's about yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does kind of have an interesting dichotomy to, like, almost, like you mentioned a little bit, like, science versus religion. Yeah. You know, like, you have um, <clears throat> scientists that might think one thing, and you have religious scholars or whatever that might think another thing, and right. how they kind of fight. Right. And... It's, you know, at least in my mind, it's still unclear who's the right winner, you know, right, like right, it, right. it's up for interpretation and whatever you believe, but right. it's kind of interesting how he kind of parallels that in this, um, storytelling. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you'll learn more about it and there have been entire books written about <laughs> these things. <laughs> so just, just prepare yourself. <laughs> how do um, I, how do I harness the force? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How the force can impact you personally. Right. Um, <laughs> But we all, obviously your favorite character did show up later in the in the yeah. movie because his voice uh, starts to communicate to Luke as Luke's flying. Yeah. Um, did that? What? Did, how did you respond to that? Did you? How did you feel about that happening? About him, the, the voice. Yeah, about his voice. Like obviously, like he's either communicating to him from the dead or like whatever. I thought that was Luke. Um not pretending, but kind of imagining what he would ah, say. Ah, sure, I, sure. That's what, I, and maybe now you said that, maybe he he is still out there. Maybe you know? or maybe not. <laughs> I, don't, we, I don't know. We shall see. But my initial thought was, oh, that's Luke, like, portraying what he would, what advice he would be given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time. That makes a lot of sense. By the way, there is a, um, so a lot has been made over the years. And a lot of this is because of the video games. Like, we're just talking about the movies. Like, mm-hmm. There's a whole series of video games. There's oh, yeah. Like, I remember playing them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you played <laughs> them? I played them on N64. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea what I was doing. But <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. But what's interesting is that um, one of the kind of, one of the aspects of the force that has changed based, I think, primarily on the video games is what you can do with the force and what you can't do with the force. Um, because we see, see that, right? Like Luke puts down the blast shield when he's going against the drone and you get the sense that you can do things with the force that are like telepathic. Mm -hmm. Like I can know where the drone is based on using the force and using my feelings or whatever. Um, there is a force power, so there's another force power. Force choke is like an actual force power. Mm-hmm. That the video game said you can use this if you okay. want to. Um, there is a force power that is utilized in A New Hope. And I do not think that it is utilized in any other movie mm-hmm. besides A New Hope. Okay. And that is your favorite character, Obi-Wan Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi at this point, does a, a fake rock throw sound. And to distract two of the stormtroopers. So the stormtroopers turn around and move move away uh, to go search for what that noise was. Uh This uh is when he's like on that big pedestal where he's like messing with (laughs) the shields or the the tractor beam. Uh, He uses the... uh, And now, is that a Jedi mind trick? Or is that like a sound that he's creating somewhere else? We don't know. Yeah. But we do hear the sound, and we hear and we see the stormtroopers turning. Go. That's. I don't think that's ever utilized again. It's and I don't even think you can utilize it in any of the Star Wars games. Now there could be a game that I haven't played that yeah. can use that power. But I found that power really interesting this time around. I've seen these movies a billion times. Yeah. I, that's the first time I noticed. Like, oh, that's the only time that everyone 
that anyone ever utilizes that spoiler alert in the entire <laughs> series. Um, so the 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 whole force seems like a super powerful weapon to mm, have harnessed. Mm. How come they don't use it more often? It seems like why are people dying when you know like how, how come Obi Wan Kenobi had to die that way or, or not die or whatever he did? Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how come he couldn't use a force trick to Ooh. you know not. Not die or not. <laughs> You're asking deep questions, Mike Miondo. <laughs> questions I can't answer yet for you. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's good. It's good. I think it's good that you asked that. And I also think that um, one of the things that has been a contention of really into it Star Wars mm-hmm. fans who have read a lot of the material is that there are like any like any magic that exists in mm-hmm. any sort of fantasy film or, or book or whatever, there's always a question of what can the magic do and what can the magic not do, mm-hmm. right? And in some of the games and in some of the books, not as much so in the movies, but in some of the games and some of the books, there have been ways that people have utilized the Force. And I don't want to, I'm not going to get into this very much because I don't want to cause any spoilers <laughs> or anything, but that are like, well, if they could just do that, why weren't they doing that in the movies, right? right? Like, right. that's yeah. crazy, man. Like, yeah. So just know that that's, like, there's always going to be, when you use magic in anything, it's going to be, like... In fact, one of the things that Nathan and I do when we write stories is we say, like, look, the magic has got to be what I would call, like, light magic. N- not, like, light magic and dark magic. I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's it's... Its influence on the world is very minor. It's not the story. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise it can get just so out of control that you're like, well, why don't they just use magic to just, you know, why yeah. didn't why didn't Luke just use magic to blow up the Death Star? You know, right. like, then, yeah. then you're like, yeah. why didn't he do that? You know. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to the lightning round questions. That okay. Was a big detour, but we'll get back to those real quick. Um, who's your least favorite character? Oh. So starting out, it was Luke. Ah, okay. Starting out, I found him annoying and frustrating. Sure. And like, you know, here's your uncle and aunt who are like, <laughs> you know, like like putting up with you, yeah. <laughs> you ungrateful <laughs> bastard. You know? <laughs> All you want to do is go into the Tasha station and a power converse, man. Right. Get your life together. Right, you know, like um so, but obviously, uh, he kind of changed through the through the movie. The you know, uh, I feel like we got a taste of his coming of age. Yeah, you know, he got much better and stuff like that. Um, and Han Solo was great. You know, yeah, helping yeah. him out. I think um, almost as a additional mentor. Yeah, you know, an older brother almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a great way to put it. Um, the least favorite character. Um, I feel like I don't understand. Darth Vader enough yet uh, to either like him or not like him. Okay, okay. I don't know where he's coming from. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's not my favorite right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like if I understood where he's coming from or his backstory, I might yeah. have a little bit more um, feelings about that. So, How did you feel about, how did you feel about C-3PO and his character? Um... You mean the guy with R R two D two? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Two? yeah. The gold, I thought they were the like paired one. together. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I, I thought it was great. I, I liked him. I think he was okay. Cool. He was uh, he was kind of funny and um, yeah. I I, I thought, I thought okay, he was cool, a good cool, character. Cool. That's yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. I, I I wonder about that often because, and by the way, fun story for the listeners. I've I have seen in person Anthony Daniels who walked by me 
while I was at Disneyland who plays C-3PO. Um, I saw him. He walked right by me. I didn't want to interrupt him and like, because I don't want like doing that uh-huh. to people. Um, but another another person in the restaurant I was at, I was at Disneyland. So I was at a restaurant at Disneyland um, outside the restaurants at the hotel. And uh, somebody else was like, hey, whoa, this, you know, you're in Vegas. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't want to interrupt him, but that guy did. Um, but I almost wonder sometimes about C-3PO and how he's received because he is very obnoxious. And, I didn't find him obnoxious. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I think he, I think he sometimes can be because he can be like, kind of like a worrisome kind of like. I almost maybe found we it more do this more endearing. Like, oh, okay, kind of like the almost like your 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 conscious talking to you saying, you know, like, hey, uh, slow down. Let's you know, let's <laughs> yeah, think about this, and yeah, that's yeah. not right, or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, I thought. Uh, Chewbacca was a little annoying. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. His, um, just the way he talked or the way he, you know, yeah. communicated was, and maybe it's because I have a kid sleeping in the back room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but just the, it's just, I almost wish there would have been a different communication medium for him and R2-D2. So you could kind of understand how yeah. they were saying. Yeah, because I feel like it goes so fast sometimes, mm. and I'm not, um, I'm not, up to speed with the, I don't want to say technology, with the... The um, rules of how it works. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 lightning speed and then this, and, you know, yeah. like when, you know... <laughs> right, right. Then there's a lot of, there are a lot of technical talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chewbacca is the right-hand man to Han Solo. Right. And R2-D2 is like the big computer brain that follows you around. Right. And so everything they say is very, com- like... Uh, technology detailed yes. and I don't understand their terms yet and so it's hard for me to catch on to what was going back and forth yeah and therefore I found Chewbacca to be a little bit more um unfavorable yeah 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 <laughs> that makes a lot of sense actually that makes a lot of sense um what did you think was the okay so what was your actually before I get there what was your favorite moment in the film The favorite moment, well, the one that sticks out was when, um, when they're all back after they do the, they blow it up or whatever. Yeah. On Solo and um, Luke Skywalker celebrating. Oh yeah, that, that's the kind of a cool like they're both they're they're it's it's like a they're they're kind of raw right there. You yeah. know they're yeah. they're on this high from they just successfully completed their mission of blowing it up or whatever happens to it. You know? Right, 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 right. I feel like nothing I see is actually certain anymore now. Someone's always going to come back or, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's still talking to you. <laughs> but that was like a moment where they were like really like just uh, just on such of a high and, you know, they both would kind of come from two different worlds, but they just were celebrating together and that was kind of cool. That's cool, that's cool. Um, by the way, you, maybe you appreciate this because you don't like Chewbacca that much, but yeah. there's a lot of controversy because in the very end scene where they're distributing the medals, they don't give one to Chewbacca. That's <laughs> 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 a bright. <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch doesn't deserve one. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You can say, please, you can get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Stop threatening, uh, stop threatening to pull people's arms off. Right. Um, okay, so... What did you think was the cheesiest aspect of the film? The, like that maybe bothered you because it was like, oh, it's so cheesy being in 1977. Um, oh, the cheesiest aspect. Um, I'd say general the the kind of 
technology, CGI, yeah. or lack of CGI, yeah. um, kind of the whole 70s acting, you know, yeah, hairdos, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just all kind of like, if, if it'd be interesting to see what they would do if they were to recreate that line for line, but do it with today's technology, today's haircuts, today's oh, yeah. styles, and today's CGI. Right. I really wonder, you know, and I feel like some of the characters, even though uh, you had mentioned they were replaced CGI wise oh, yeah, afterwards, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're still dated characters. Yeah. Like uh, Java the Hut or whatever. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that was not a good character either. I don't like that guy. But, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, the CGI on him is not great. Yeah. And I feel like I'd be curious to know what it would look like if they were to do it now and a new interpretation or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the. Okay. And by the way, you mentioned something about like the the acting in 1977. You can actually, um, I'm sure there's a YouTube video where you could watch it, but you can watch some of the actors auditioning for Star Wars. Oh yeah, and a lot of the cheesiness in the acting actually comes from the way that George Lucas writes dialogue. Mm, I can and, see that. Yeah, and so like what you actually come to realize is that Mark Hamill. Uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, Harrison Ford, they're really good at making George Lucas's dialogue sound as good as it's ever going to sound. But they're kind of handcuffed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you watch some of the other actors doing the lines, you're like, oh, that would have been real bad. Like, <laughs> like if you think it's cheesy now, yeah. you should have watched that. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. a whole different level. Because he has, like, his, as he's creating this world, he has a whole way for them to talk that a lot of people are just like, I, dude, this is bizarro talk. Like, why would right. I do this, you know? Yeah. So that was yeah. really interesting to me. That right. is interesting. Two more lightning round questions, and then I got this last set of questions for you. Um, what's your favorite aspect of the film? Like, when you were watching it, what was what were some of the, the aspects you're like, ah, I really like this part of Star Wars? Um... I liked Luke Skywalker's development so far, nice. and I'm excited to see where he's going to go. Because cool. obviously, the 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 rumors I've heard yeah. <laughs> is that he's like you know the star guy who's a you know badass mofo or you yeah. know, you know? <laughs> right, right, like right, right. like he he's like like a true honest you know yeah that's what I've heard yeah and so I like seeing him. It's kind of cool starting. Where he's like a nobody. Right. And kind of as he grows and stuff like that. So that was really good story development for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the parts were kind of funky. We talked about like how how he wasn't so distraught over his uncle and aunt. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. But other stuff he's bothered pretty, him. Or... He's pretty sad about Ben Kenobi. Yeah. He's like, oh, aunt and uncle. <laughs> They just wouldn't let me go get power converters, so yeah. screw them. Yeah, and I, I, I am really interested to see how it ties in even more because I feel uh, like it's a big, um, uh, a big orchestrated like storyline that weaves into each other. Yeah, and I'm really interested. Uh, I'm almost more interested in seeing that how it ties into each other and where it goes over the the special effects or the you know yeah the, yeah um, yeah the nostalgia yeah. part about it that's know? good that means they tie they're they're tying you into the story they're getting you into the story in a way that i think is really powerful. yeah that's what i'm saying it's like a pilot to like an eight part miniseries yeah. and i'm like whether this is good or not i want to see how it ends yeah you know? <laughs> exactly exactly that's great that's fantastic um okay so last question for you 
Uh, by the way, if I were to answer that last question, it's interesting that you say like the Luke Skywalker journey part um, and it being the beginning of something. Because I probably would have said for me when I was a kid, and this is the difference of watching it later in life, Yeah, is that I would have said like the most Eisley Cantina aliens and the spaceships were my favorite. That really? would have been, yeah, if you said like, what's your favorite aspects of the film? And because I saw it when I was a kid and because those things were so remarkably different yeah. from anything else you had ever seen, <clears throat> yeah, those things are what stood out to me. Whereas when you watch it 44 years later, it's impossible for that to stand out to you because you've seen it done better. I've countless times. Exactly. You know, exactly. every, I, it almost, <laughs> almost is like an SNL bit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like, is it meant to look funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Is this exactly. Coneheads or yeah, is, yeah. It, is this a parody of itself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's really interesting. That's why really I'm curious to know if they were to redo it all and nowadays. Yeah. Like, like if it were to be in the theaters now, not remastered, but like a brand new yeah. set and Different design dialogue and stuff. choices and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, same story, same characters, but I really would be curious yeah. to know who, how they would interpret that. Yeah. Which is probably, like, for the people like me who grew up with it, like, to hear someone say that would almost be like, dude, that's heresy. How could you, <laughs> how could you do it, you know? But to your point, but to my point, is that, like, well, we are remembering something that actually is no longer the way you would still view it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe if you saw it when you were a kid, it might be different, like, like for my nephew, he watches them, right? Yeah. Because my brother is like, hey, you can check out Star Wars. I can watch <laughs> it. He might feel like, well, I haven't seen anything that's necessarily better, so this is great. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. Like, yeah. But for somebody who has seen all of the better things, this yeah. is a way different experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, I almost would relate it to um, like taking a classic song and making a cover. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to offend any Star Wars guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to offend anyone. But it's almost like taking like the Beatles come together. Yep. And have and redoing it, yep. And it's like you're still honoring that, but it's a your interpretation of it, and you know nowadays instrumentation and technology and sound quality and stuff like that. Yeah, so. totally. Okay, so we got to wrap this up pretty soon, but I want to just really quickly say, what do you do? You have a, a, a one part of the film that was like your biggest surprise. Um. I thought it seemed kind of. Kind of easy to destroy the Death Star oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in relation to what it was and what it was doing. Nice. It's like, oh, all you gotta do is hit it there. Yeah. Cool. Done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like. Well, stay tuned. Okay. We'll stay tuned on that. We'll stay tuned. Um, see, this is why I want to see the next one. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's why you gotta keep watching. All right. So here's my last set of questions for you, and these are a little bit. This is a little bit more in depth. These are the only questions I sent you in advance, but. I'm just wondering, like, um, how do you think that this specific trilogy, the 1977 through 1983, how do you think it's going to end? Like, what do you think is the, what do you, where is it going? Mm, I, my initial thought is Luke's hero journey. Okay. I, and I would imagine that it would end or leave off with him either going to, like, the next hero level or, like accomplishing some sort of big hero conquest okay is my uh, my guesstimate but then there's like a million other episodes after this trilogy yeah. and i don't know what else i'm going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> well you know? that, that was going to be my next question because i was going to say like well what do you so if you see what the original trilogy about trilogy is about you know there's a prequel trilogy yeah well, so what do you think that's about 
So if you had to guess, if, if I had to guess, well, I would guess that they would they would take someone else's backstory uh, and follow that one. Yeah. Um. And so we're, we're four, five, six, right? Correct. And then the prequel is one, two, three. Yes. Or is it seven, eight, nine? One, two, three. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah. So I'm guessing, and this is just because I've heard people talking a little spoiler yeah, yeah, alert for yeah, myself yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that they go into Darth Vader's backstory uh, because yeah. I've heard people talk that if you watch one, two, three first, you're skewed on who you follow, or who you want to follow yes, because you focus on that story first. Yes. So that's what I'm, my, my guesstimate is four, five, six are about Luke yeah. And one, two, three are about Darth Vader. Okay. And I don't know what seven, eight, nine or anything else is yeah. about. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's kind of, that's basically the last question I have for you is sort of like, so obviously we have the Mandalorian now. We have some Which like, I heard is amazing. I really want to watch it. Yeah. But I got a lot of Star Wars to watch you first. You have so many Star Wars <laughs> to watch in the meantime. But, um, but what are called the saga films... Is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Right? It's all part of the same saga. So if I tell you that and you know you have eight more films to watch. Yeah. What are you what is like what is Star Wars even trying to like what is it saying? Like what is it doing? Where is it going? Like what is, is it gonna be around for eight more films? What? Like what in the <laughs> world? Like how do you respond to that? I my question well, my question would be, did did George Lucas have the whole story to tell ahead of time mm. or did he make one two three or i'm sorry uh four and then five six and then one two three then seven eight nine yeah. and like is it gonna my my fear is that it's gonna seem like it's like dragging on yeah like there's nothing to talk about you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or is it actually like a legit like eight part or nine part yeah. series and two hours a piece you're talking you know 18 hours yeah. of storyline yeah you know um is it gonna be like um oh i'm drawing a blank on that um uh i can't think about that now oh game of thrones yes thank yeah, you yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you how'd you know <laughs> i i can just tell i can just tell the way you're talking about like, oh, it's, it's talking about game of thrones yeah is it gonna yeah. be like game of thrones where it's like a like a legit long story that yes. just is so complex it takes that long to say to right, tell it right or is it gonna be like some of those tv shows that start drawing on and on and on yeah. after the first season yeah so I, I i hope it's not but i'm concerned that there's not much well, I'll see where they go. I don't know where they're going to go. Well, and actually, your perspective is going to be so different than someone's like mine. Because, yeah. because when you grow up and you're young with it and you go like, I could, all I want is more Star Wars. But they only come out every 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, that's a very different perspective than someone who goes like, well, it's all there. And I'm just going to see if it all fits. Yeah. Because if, when you want more of something and then you get it, you, you're like, this is amazing. But you yeah. could be like, oh, this is three movies too many or whatever you know like you so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how you feel about well, it. Well and I'll be I'll be seeing them almost like a binge watching it. Yes. So I'll be curious to know when Disney takes over. Yeah. how things change if they do. Yeah. on those, you know, I, there's there's so many questions, so many interesting characters that yes. I feel they could feasibly do nine plus movies yeah. on like Han Solo's got a movie out, right? Yep. Yeah, like Han Solo and and obviously Darth Vader and his whole Nazi regime. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And and Luke Skywalker, I feel like we, we got the foundation of Luke Skywalker, but I feel like there's a lot more behind that yeah. that we're missing. Yeah. You know, 
where's his mom? Well, where, you know, right. where's his dad? Right. Wink, wink, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about Star Wars A New Hope before we, before um, we continue? No, I... Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fascinating experience, and thanks for sharing it with the, all the listeners out there. Thanks for sharing it with me. Uh, the next show will be on Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if we get a chance, we'll record it in person. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if we'll see if that's possible. But that is it for today's show. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sorgies Podcast on your preferred podcast provider. And if you want to chat more about it with the Story Geeks, go join the Story Geeks Facebook group. Like I said, you can go ask Mike questions in the Story Geeks Facebook group, and then I'll ask him them during this series. Uh, if you're looking for a new story to read, watch, or listen to, check out Death of a Bounty Hunter, the book I co-wrote with Nathan Check. Visit deathofabountyhunter.com. And stay tuned for more installments of this series with Mike Biondo watching Star Wars for the first time. I compare you to Jared Leto, who was meditating in the desert, and then you come back to a full-blown pandemic. That's like your, <laughs> that's like your experience with Star Wars. Um, and there are lots more surprises headed Mike's way, so we'll all be stay tuned to that. And just really quickly, special thanks to all of our monthly Patreon supporters. Here are the awesome supporters who support our nonprofit through Patreon. Zach Linton, No Midnight Podcast, Sean R. Reed, Anthony Holder, Ray DeLeon, Joshua Beckham, Briona, uh, Bryce Cox, Young Money Savvy, Adam Vargas, Mary Baldwin, Wade Johnson, Jim Baldwin, Kimberly Lujeau, Monty Thigpen, Nick Prokop, and Connie Moe. Please consider supporting us, even if it's only for a couple dollars a month. Learn more at thestorygeeks.com. May the force be with you, friends. Until next time.